All right, Tony, we're going to play the marshmallow game. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, here's how it works. I'll give you one marshmallow now. This okay. is lovely marshmallow right here. Oh, yeah. Or if you're patient and you wait 10 minutes, I'll give you two marshmallows. Well, uh, I want it now. You want it now? Yeah, okay, I want there it you right go. Th- right there you now. go. Thanks. This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. All right. Hello, and welcome to Paladin Financial Talk with me, Jeff Foley, and our co-host, Tony Shore. And I wanted to explain the marshmallow game. This is something that I learned about recently. I think it's flying around social media and whatnot, but it's a, a test that you give to kids. So sorry, Tony. A <laughs> test that you give to kids All right. to see uh, how they'll react and and uh, do they understand the uh, the idea of delayed gratification. So I'll give you one mar- marshmallow now or you wait 10 minutes. You can have two marshmallows. You set a timer, see which one they choose. And uh, Hey, Tony, you chose the one, but the I, <laughs> <laughs> I want it now, Jeff. That marshmallow looked great. It was, yeah. Um, but we did that with our son Jacks uh, a couple nights ago, and I, I thought, you know, he's probably going to jump on the one marshmallow. But he, I was surprised. He was patient, waited the ten minutes, oh, and nice, and took the the two marshmallows. So. Well, knowing his parents, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> You're raising him right. <laughs> right. So that ties into you know financial and concerns and saving for retirement in terms of delayed gratification and you know putting off today and not spending money today, saving towards retirement. So, so it ties in with our conversation today. We're going to talk about having financial well-being and the difference between having wealth and financial security. And Tony, Wealth is referring to the amount of money that you have, and a lot of people compare to their coworkers, their friends, their families, and see how are we doing. Uh, the other side of it is financial security, and regardless of what you have in assets and what your income is, being financially secure, feeling good about what you have in, in your, your station, your situation. Yeah, it sounds great. Uh, financial well-being. Uh, our feelings and emotions do play into our finances quite a bit. I know you've touched on it a little bit in past shows, but uh, talk to us a little bit more about what you mean by financial well-being. Yeah. So there's a lot of characteristics with someone who is financially secure and stable in their situation. For one, they have control over their expenses, their daily, their monthly, even their annual expenses. A lot of times they have a budget that they go off of and their financial life is somewhat planned out and allocated to different expenses ahead of time. And a quick example of that is if you're saving for a car, putting money aside for a car, you know, need to, you need to buy one in the next three or four years, putting money away now to avoid not having to take a loan out in three to five years and use your own money for yeah. that. Uh, there are also people that are able to meet and overcome a financial shock that might come their way. Life throws us uh, a lot a lot of uh, uh, surprises along the way. So whether that's the market dropping or you have a medical emergency that comes up, but people are secure in their financial well-being. Don't let those unexpected situations 
throw them completely off track. We're all going to have setbacks. Uh, they're also typically on track to meet their financial goals. So again, we talked about saving for a car, but maybe that's a down payment for a house for someone who's younger or simply squirreling away money for retirement. They have a plan that they're working towards. And lastly, I think those that have good financial well-being possess a, a certain amount of uh, financial freedom that allows them to make decisions that will help them to enjoy life. So we, we don't want to be too miserly and uh, yeah. we're not taking it to the grave. So whether that's taking a family vacation, splurging on a new boat, whatever it might be, uh, because they've been disciplined along the way, that gives them more flexibility, but it's not a one size fits all definition of that financial security. So in order to get to a place of financial well-being in your life, you have to think about what you envision for your life, what expenses you're going to have, what you want the things to look like long-term and plan ahead for it starting now. Yeah. Great advice. Now, how do we figure out where we're at on this financial well-being scale that you've created here, so to speak? Yeah. A lot of people just have a gut feel for it. And, and uh, you know, looking at your emotional, your financial emotional temperature and how much do you spend worrying about your money and your future? So whether you need to be reminded to do this at your quarterly review with your advisor, and hopefully your advisor is doing regular ongoing reviews with you, or maybe it's a year-end review you set aside for yourself or with your spouse if you're married. But if you're not sure how to reflect on that, some questions to ask yourself, things to think about is over the last few months, how often did you feel joy and, and peace and satisfaction or pride in relation to your financial situation versus how many negative emotions did you feel and stress and anger? How many arguments did you get in with your spouse if you're married? Uh, those, those can be some good questions to get the ball rolling to look at how financially secure are we. Yeah. Yeah, those are some great uh, things uh, we have to figure out, uh, especially managing our emotions and our stress makes perfect sense. Now, um, let's give stop here and give the listeners your information in case they have questions. I know, Jeff, there's a couple of uh, main things that you're offering our listeners out there, a complimentary consultation you're willing to sit down and meet with them in person, uh, go over where they're at, that initial consultation. There's no cost, no obligation. I think that's great. And then you also do educational uh, workshops, seminars, dinner seminars, where it's very educational, uh, very helpful. Again, there's no cost, but you do have to reserve times uh, for both of these things if you want to do them, because I know your schedule fills up fast and these educational seminars fill up fast. So uh, how can they get a hold of you or set that up? Yeah. Uh, check out our website at financialpaladin.com. Learn a little bit more. Uh, we have our events that we hold throughout the Twin Cities that Tony's referring to there. And you can see our upcoming events, register online for those. Uh, but we hold those in a variety of different areas. And if you're interested in scheduling a complimentary second opinion and having a review of your retirement plan, give us a call. Our number is 877 219-3199. And we can have a conversation about how we can add value and get help to provide you with financial security and planning for retirement. So Jeff, we're talking here about what it means to have financial well-being and some of the questions we need to be asking ourselves. And now that we've established what it means to have financial well-being, talk a little bit about why it's so important. 
Yeah, finances are always near the top of the list, Tony, for life stresses and uh, very common cause of arguments. I referenced there a little bit ago if you're sure. you're married. Yeah. So stress is a normal part of life and you can't avoid all of it, but it can have serious ramifications if it reaches unhealthy, prolonged levels. And sometimes people react to that in different ways. They, they blow up or the ostrich approach, the other end of the spectrum, put your head in the sand and uh, just ignore it. But one of the definitions of financial well-being that we talked about in the first segment was the ability to make decisions that allow you to enjoy life more. So, of course, it makes sense that being secure in your finances can contribute to your overall emotional well-being as well. On the flip side of that, I'm sure we've all seen real life examples of those around of us or times when maybe our finances weren't on the right track and it affected our overall sense of well-being. So we want to try to avoid that. Yeah, I think that's smart. Good advice. Now, um, would you say that emotional and financial well-being are directly related then? Now, obviously, our relationships with family and friends are more important than our finances. But I think at one point or another, we've all let our finances affect even our closest relationships. Sure. And the other side of the spectrum, when you have a strong sense of financial well-being, it allows you to feel at peace and fully appreciate the relationships and the life that you have. And we've all heard the phrase, money doesn't make you happy, but it you know, it can make you miserable as well, one way or the other. <laughs> sure. So putting that in check and I want to point out too, we feel secure and stable emotionally when we, we feel in that state, we're generally making more wise, more calculated financial decisions. And then a lot of times, Tony, people make poor financial decisions when they're in emotional distress. And a good example of that is the proverbial midlife crisis that maybe others have experienced. And uh, seen that in, in them and family members and so forth. But another example we've all experienced, it comes to food. You know, if you think about it, have you ever felt down and you made the decision to just pig out and eat that full pint of hog and dos Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> me, right. ne- me neither. Or an entire pizza. <laughs> pizza at midnight. I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, well, we could do that with our money as well. If we're not happy with life in general, it's easier to make bad financial decisions by buying things that we really don't need. Now, every once in a while, that's fine. We want a little bit of enjoyment out of things. Sure. but. Uh, if it becomes a habit pattern, you're going to pay for it later. Yeah. Everything in moderation, right? That's right. Yeah. Except Tabasco sauce. I don't know. Except pizza. Pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Well, are there certain things that we should be avoiding in order to keep our financial well-being on track then, Jeff? Yeah, we can't completely shield ourselves from surprises and whatever life throws our, our way, but there are certainly attitudes and biases that can prevent us from acting in our own best interests. So, for example, there's a tendency of investors to react much more strongly to negative news than positive news. In the same sense, we also tend to put more weight on and focus more on what is happening in the world now, so current news, instead of stepping back and looking at the big picture uh, it, it's referring to, it's what's called the recency effect. We give more value, more weight to things that have happened more recently. So look long-term and think how this period fits into your overall life and financial picture and not become too overwhelmed with the current state of things. Yeah, Everything's temporary. So another thing to avoid is just following the herd mentality and buying or selling because that's what everyone else seems to do. That's the classic mistake of buying high and, and uh, selling low. 
And none of these things are going to completely derail your finances, but there are good to be aware of uh, because they can have a negative impact on your financial life and your emotional well-being as well. Sure. Why don't you let us know one more time real quick here uh, at this point in the show how our listeners can get a hold of you to set up that complimentary consultation or attend one of your seminars. Yes. Give us a call at 877-219-3199. And our website is financialpaladin.com. And as always, if you have any questions, send us an email, info at financialpaladin.com, and we'll be glad to help you out. All right. I think that's a great offer, Jeff. And now that we've talked about just how important it is to have the financial well-being, uh, speak to us a little bit or tell us about how we can achieve this. Yeah. The first thing, Tony, I'll go back to my childhood is uh, G.I. Joe, knowing is is half the battle. Yep. So being aware of your emotions, your biases, and how you react to different things. If you look back over your life and think of some different things that have occurred and how you reacted to that. And one of the best things you can do to achieve financial well-being is to work with a good financial services professional, especially one who is aware of and, and can help coach you in terms of behavioral finance. Yeah. So uh, why is this aspect so important for us to understand and to have? Yeah. Behaviors are one of the biggest impacts on our returns. There's charts that have been redone for years that shows the average investor versus different indexes and the average investor typically doesn't do nearly as well. They do horrible in yeah. relation to the average index. Sure. Uh, and that's because of emotions. Again, buying high, selling low, overreacting, uh, you know, look over the past week and what's happened in the market. Some people have, have uh, overreacted to that and made big adjustments that weren't necessarily the best idea. So being aware of our behaviors will help us to avoid making bad choices and a good financial professional will help you to point out uh, when those situations arise and how to step back and look at what's your overall plan and stay on track with things. So how do we go about finding that right financial planner or professional that offers this? It can be a challenging process, but getting to know them a little bit and what their approach is, their philosophy, and how they help clients um, in holding their hand throughout retirement and making good decisions. So asking some good questions. The other thing to look at is what is their process to help provide you with a financial plan and an income plan over time? 100% of our clients have a written financial plan and a spend down strategy for their assets. We do quarterly reviews to make sure everything's on track and or do we need to make any adjustments along the way. Uh, if you listen to our podcast on a regular basis, you'll hear me use this analogy over and over, but it's like planting a garden. You can spend a lot of time and effort getting your garden just right, and you can't expect to come back in six months or a year and have it look like it did when you when you put that spade right. down. So I wouldn't know much about that. I'm not a gardener, but it, it makes sense to it's me. It's a great analogy, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think this is great, but you really do have to look at uh, the person uh, like yourself, somebody who can be, you want a financial planner or a financial professional who you can trust and you need to find out more about their business and what they do, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Find out what what the purpose of that firm is, how are they paid, what value do they provide, uh, are they more process and relationship and long-term oriented or... Are they going to sell you something and then you don't hear from them from for three years until you, you need help on things? So right. 
uh, what gets them out of the bed in the morning. And I think at the root of their mission, a good financial professional will work with you and have some passions in helping you to transform your life and keep your emotions in check. Another thing they should care about is the your well-being, uh, your full picture. So not just the financial component, but what other changes can you make in your life to be to be happier that extend beyond your finances. Yeah. Well, these are all great tips to be aware of, Jeff. Unfortunately, our time is just about up for this week's show. Is there any additional information you want to share with us before we go today? Yeah, I think uh, being a good financial services professional, it's kind of a bit of a combination between uh, a math teacher, a therapist, a marriage counselor, and having a good blend between those because it's really not just about the money. It's how your emotions tie into that because they do impact the decisions that you make in your financial life. So we want you to have good peace of mind and not be worrying about your your finances every day. So give us a call, uh, learn a little bit more about how we can help you. And a good starting point for that is to attend one of our events in the Twin Cities area. So you can go to our website, financialpaladin.com. Uh, click on the seminars link at the top and look at our upcoming events and register for one of those or give us a call and schedule a time for a complimentary second opinion on your retirement plan and learn more about how we can help you to achieve financial peace of mind. Awesome. Well, that's great. Great show today, Jeff. Had a lot of fun and enjoyed my marshmallow, uh, <laughs> but now I'm, I'm kind of wishing I'd waited <laughs> and been more patient to get the two instead of the one. Uh, But good advice. Uh, We've got to watch those emotions. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk with our host, Jeff Foley of Paladin Financial. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.